CES Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody coming at you on Thursday evening after wrapping up our all-day VIP chat on PonyStampede.com. If you aren't a VIP subscriber and getting in on our weekly chats on the board... You are missing out. The live chat is one of the favorites for Pony Stampede members. So anyway, recording this podcast for you guys on Thursday evening after wrapping that up. And it's now time for the long-awaited defensive depth chart breakdown. And this is going to be an exciting podcast for me to record just because, one, I think in the front seven, there's going to be a lot of competition. There's going to be a lot of moving guys around. And there's going to be a lot of just interesting storylines overall and in, the, and in the back end, I do think you have a serious amount of talent at this point. At the corner position, you have some talent at the safety position a little bit in certain guys, but you need to see them emerge as more playmakers. And I think that's where the intrigue in the secondary also comes from. So let's start back to front, okay? Because I, I, do, I do like the secondary a lot. Um, I'm always uh, interested in, in especially scouting corners. It's one of the fun things that I like to do um, and, and finding guys that, you know, maybe are under the radar and, and, and things like that and seeing how and why they pan out. And SMU doesn't really, in a way, have that issue um, of, of guys that have really come from nothing to end up being impressive corner prospects. And that's because they've done so well in the transfer portal. And so when I look at the starters and in the two deep, and we're, we're pretty much going to stick to two deep uh, in this podcast. So if I don't mention a name or what have you, uh, just kind of, you know, know that maybe the player is still on the team for sure. And it's not that I'm, you know, leaving people off. But let's start, just keep, keep it at a two deep just for conversation purposes. And I think you're going to see this position be a little rotated. So if there's a guy also that you're surprised to maybe see start or not start or what have you, I think it's still going to be a position that's rotated a lot. Uh, Jim Levitt is a big believer of having multiple corners. Uh, he believes in having two deep of corners that can play. I mean, it, that's that'd be very nice for a lot of college football teams. That's, that's a key, though, for him. He really wants to have talent at the corner position. And so for SMU, I think corner is a strength. And here's why. When you look at the starters, I believe Brandon Crossley, a former four-star prospect on 24-7 Sports, who got off to a huge start for SMU in his first season after transferring from Colorado State, he's going to be a starter. He's a playmaker. Uh, I think having a year, a true full year with Kaz Kazadi is going to pay off in the weight room with his strength. So I like Brandon Crosley to start. And I think you want to see him maybe finish the year a little bit better. Uh, than he's you know did and that'll come with you know just him getting older I mean he he was only a, a true sophomore last year played a good bit at Colorado State before that and then the second corner spot is going to be really interesting because you've got Armani Johnson who's a veteran there and I think it's important that Armani you know stay healthy this year uh, he's had some hamstring issues here and there 
uh, during his career. Him staying healthy will be a big boost for SMU if he can do it. And, you know, that's because you need veteran corners that have seen a lot. And he's been able to make some plays. And he kind of burst onto the scene uh, in 2019 as well. So I look at those two. And then here's kind of your wild card, I would say. Jahari Rogers. And the reason why he's a wild card is, one, you can move him around. Uh, He runs really well. Early reports out of uh, summer workouts are very good uh, for him. He's a former four-star prospect, transferred from Florida. He's back home in Dallas. They think he's going to have a chance to make an impact right away. And so I think you see him in those top three in terms of snaps at corner. And then this is one of the examples of a really good scouting job so far. Uh, And it's Bryce McMorris, who made a lot of plays in spring ball and was able to really catch the eye of the coaches. He's got versatility. He's got length. But the thing is, is he's run really well this summer from what I've heard uh, out of summer workouts. So those four guys I really see as the top four corners in the two deep. I think you'll see them rotated. And if Bryce McMorris can be somebody that steps up, that's just going to solidify that position as a spot of strength. And by the way, Brian Massey, a true sophomore, played a lot as a true freshman. He's still in the mix for snaps at corner. Or he could move to another position. So the corner position, I do think, is right now one of the strengths of this team. And if that corner group stays healthy and steps up like they think they can and like the coaching staff is betting on them to, this defense could go from the taking those steps that it has to really being one of the better defenses in the AAC. And for SMU to win a conference championship, that has to happen. Moving on to the safety position. This is probably the position that I think has the most room for growth, but I do think there's some optimism there for it, and here's why. Chevin Calloway is one of the more physical players on the football team. He's able to do a lot of things because he can run, and he's got some experience back there. I think he's one of your starters, but I do think Brian Massey is going to factor into the mix, and here's why. Chevin Calloway can, with his physicality, come up, play the line of scrimmage just a little bit, He's able to run. He can he can move around really well. And so if you've got him at free and Brian Massey behind him, Brian Massey can spell him. He's certainly got the speed to cover ground. Brandon Crossley played a little bit of sp- uh, safety in the spring, so you, you could see him there, but I think they ended up liking him at corner most, and I agree with that if that's how it you know turns out. But I, I think he's a corner. So you've got Brian Massey and Chevin Calloway at free, but – you could play Chevin a little bit at strong just because of his physicality, and he is pretty thick for the most part now. I mean, seeing him in spring, he's got some mass to him as he's gotten older. But at strong, you have a totally, I think, wide-open competition. Chase Cromartie's been the starter, but Donald Clay played a lot last year. Roger Robertson continues to grow his body and, and try to add mass to his frame. Carl Taylor has a lot of promise but couldn't stay healthy in the spring. Dealt with just kind of some real tough obstacles as a true freshman. So I think once he kind of gets that put behind him, um, and he has done that, he just got nicked up in the spring, he could factor in. He's got some ability to run, and he's got some size. And then the two the two true freshmen have really impressed so far, uh, just with their mentality, uh, how they how competitive they are. And, and I know those are... Um, not tangible physical traits, but that identity that Jim Levitt wants, and I think it's a big reason why Bryce McMorris played a lot, that physicality, that edge that SMU needs, Jadarius Thursby and Isaiah Nwokobia have that, and especially Isaiah Nwokobia, physically ready to go, got the size. He's really 
um, got the ability, I think, to make some waves, maybe in in a safety role as a, as a strong safety or maybe as a field linebacker. But that position is a little tougher to get on the field right now just because of who they've got there. So I do like Isaiah Mokabia uh, to make some noise. He was one of the impact true freshmen that 24-7 sports recognized along with uh, for, uh, Roger Daniels, the receiver SMU signed, who's also had a real good start to the summer. So uh, I think Isaiah Mokabia has a chance to really make some waves here and play early. So that's the secondary. And from here, I want to go obviously move up to linebacker. And that's where, again, this group, when you look at it, and this is where the extra year of COVID really helps, they've got some serious depth there. And let's start with the position that probably was most fun to watch for a, for a bit here as um, Kiki Burns moved to outside linebacker and he's in that field linebacker role. And Kiki Burns, uh, one of the top recruits in SMU's class when he when he came on campus, had offers all over the place. Finally gets his chance, I think, to play linebacker like poor Kevin Kane was wanting for his time there. But Jim Levitt gets him over to the defensive side of the ball. And he took to it really, really quickly and, and seems to be the starter there, in my opinion. Trevor Denbo is going to be a challenger there for him um, and, and try to you know, steal reps and things like that. And there'll be some other guys that could factor in there as well. But those are the two I think you've got to have penciled in as your starters uh, there. Maybe Ty, Tidy Armin. Uh, Cam, Cameron Jones uh, has played linebacker. He's, he played a lot of corner in the spring, though. So could Cameron Jones move back there? Well, he's He's got some versatility to him. But Kiki Burns, Trevor Denbo, I'm circling them for the field linebacker spot, which which really in Jim Levitt's defense is going to be uh, kind of that Fox role, but, but not as much coming off the edge. They're going to be in coverage uh, there from what I understand. And then let's flip it over to the boundary side. So this is a physical linebacker who's not going to be asked to cover as much. And um, when I look at this group, uh, this is your Turner Cox. This is your Nelson Paul. Um, guys like that, Gary Wiley, uh, uh, Toby and Duckway, guys that are going to come off the edge um, and drop in coverage a little bit um, and can run. And this is where you know somebody like Jaden Jones, uh, a freshman, could end up playing a little bit. Isaiah Kelly you know, needs to get in the weight room, but I think that's where they see him. So guys like that are probably this role Jalen Samuels could be as well if he doesn't add the the mass to end up playing defensive end um what I would assume would be a weak side defensive end so Jay Bell another freshman who uh, gray shirted from uh the the 2020 class this is a group that is going to be interesting as well just to see kind of how they end up using players um here and so uh, but it's an important role it, it's it's where the pass rush has got to come from for the most part for SMU so um, that's that's a good uh, spot to kind of look at. And before we move inside, we're going to take a quick break from the Pony Stampede podcast. We're going to uh, come back on the other side and do inside linebackers and then hit the defensive line and get you guys out of here as well. So after the short break from the Pony Stampede podcast, we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. 
The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys following the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, leaving us ratings, leaving us reviews. They've been uh, continuing to come in on that front, so keep doing them. That helps us. Inside linebacker is probably one of the more interesting spots, and here's why. Richard Moore's back. I do think SMU is still targeting a transfer linebacker to potentially play somewhere. Then you've got Delano Robinson, who played inside last year. You've got Shane Haley, who backed him up. You've got Jimmy Phillips, who's going to play inside linebackers, what it sounds like. And you just have this this group that where where the how how there's so many there are only so many spots, the linebacker spot. And how do you get these guys on the field? And Delano Robinson is going to be on the field no matter what. And this is where I think you could see Delano play some field linebacker as well. Um, you know, if Richard Moore's back, you know, and healthy, he's gonna get some snaps. Jimmy Phillips was somebody they really liked inside. And uh uh, you know, made some waves in the spring as well. And then Shane Haley has had a really strong summer. So I think that's kind of your group um, to watch. I do think you're going to see SMU target somebody in the transfer portal at some point and, and is kind of exploring that. Spots are very tight. I don't think SMU is going to take many transfers, if at all, um, here down the stretch, and especially with the way the 2022 recruiting class is going um, and shaping up. Uh, it could be a big summer for that group, and spots will be limited moving forward, especially if, if that comes together. So I would say right now, you know, Chalk or, or you know, uh, Sharpie, uh, Delano Robinson, he's going to be one of your starters uh, at linebacker. And then from there, you know, how's Richard Moore? Shane Haley's played a lot of football and, and has done some good things. Uh, Jimmy Phillips, um, who else? You know, there, there's, there's a lot of uh, walk-on linebackers that made some waves uh, this spring as well. So uh, they've got a bunch there and only so many spots. So it'll be interesting to see that battle play out. And I think that's a position where Jim Levitt, you know, his specialty is linebackers. You could see him do some tinkering with that spot and 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 go from there on it. But um, moving on to the defensive line, Chadira Uzo-Duribe takes over for Randall Joyner. And this group uh, has some talent. And I think they had a really good spring. And so if you look at your one technique, so basically your nose, guys, Here's where I think Mike Williams factors in, uh, Terrence Newman, the big, thick guys in the middle, Harrison Loveless. I think those are your guys that are your nose um, players for SMU uh, this fall. I think Mike Williams, from what I've heard, uh, has done enough to be the starter so far. Um, Terrence Newman had a had a way about him this spring, which was good to see. Um, seems to be taking the weight room seriously like he kind of always has, but he's, he's really getting his body right, which is important. And then you flip over to that four-eye um, position, and, and this is one where you've got two of the better pass rushers on the team, um, honestly, at least out of the interior guys, in Elijah Chapman and Will Jones. And if they can get any sort of help at this position from a Darren Brown or a Kadarius Smith, that's going to help. Um, 
because those two guys haven't given much, you know, honestly, you know, during their SMU careers. Um, but, you know, they, they do, um, they are on the team. They are, uh, Kadarius Smith actually had a pretty good spring from, from what I've heard. So just making the move over from offensive line. But Elijah Chapman is somebody I could see being an all-conference player. In all honesty, he doesn't get enough credit for how well he plays uh, the position. And Will Jones got a lot of credit from the offensive lineman of being, honestly, the best pass rusher on the team. So that group is pretty solid, pretty stout in the middle. I'm expecting a, a good, good year from Elijah Chapman, especially. And if Mike Williams puts it all together, you know, look out. We know he started a lot of games in the Pac-12. Uh, can he bring that intensity to the AAC? We'll see. He had a obviously a weird 2020, as some players did, but uh, he turned it on late in the season. And this next group is where I'm I'm most excited about. And this is your your I would call it your weak side defensive end in the in terms of the guys, but their actual hand in the dirt. And that's Junior Aho and Devere Levelston. And Devere Levelston kind of had a weird 2020. He came on and was probably having one of the best finishes to the season um, before it you know prematurely ended and all that stuff. And Junior Aho just oh my gosh, I mean he is six three ish. 280 pounds and just ripped. So if you ever see Junior Ajo and SMU release some videos from, uh, you know, the the weight room and all that, he was in there, you know, squatting a bunch. But he is just physically ripped. I mean, he is, it would not shock, shock me if Junior Ajo played in the league for like 10 years. Um, he just has that body. And if he ever gets it right in terms of uh, his technique and playing the game, I mean, he's just going to be a monster. And this is where Jalen Samuels, Stone Ebby is, uh, has actually done some good things from what I've heard. Um, and so, you know, those two guys are going to factor in uh, to that spot, um, you know, in ter- if they get right in the weight room. But Jalen Samuels has just been everything they've wanted. Um, his mentality has been so, so good. So I think he ends up with his hand in the dirt. I know I mentioned him at the, uh, the boundary linebacker spot, but... I just think he's going to end up with his hand in the dirt once Kaz gets him right um, and, you know, adds some mass to him. He's he's just taken to the weight room like um, like they they just they love him. So uh, Jalen Samuels, I think, is a, uh, a true freshman that could end up really impacting this team on the defensive line. But Devere Levelston, Junior Ajo, I mean, those two guys have length. They have size. Uh, they they're they're poised for a big year. So I think as we wrap up this this preview of the depth chart, you know, the, the, the things that concern me right now are still the linebacker spot and kind of how that works. Um, Kiki Burns had a great spring, but what is the health of Richard Moore? Can Kiki Burns stay healthy? Um, he's kind of, he kind of had some weird injuries or whatever. Um, like I wouldn't call him injury prone. He, you know, he, he had a, he's just been, he, he had that concussion to kick off his freshman year that made him miss the whole thing. Um, and then got COVID and the, you know, it was just weird. So um, he came on last year as a receiver late, and then they flipped him over the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, linebacker is still just one of those interesting positions in terms of how it works out. And then SMU has to find a pass rusher, you know, and that's why I think why I think Jaden Jones could play a lot. Um, you know, I actually failed to mention, uh, I, I think I failed to mention Turner Cox, but I, I could be wrong in the boundary linebacker spot. If I didn't mention Turner Cox, I'm mentioning him now, uh, but I'm 99% sure I did. But anyway, um, they need a pass rusher though. And so Jaden Jones, he's shown well so far. Nelson Paul uh, seems to have one of the better pass rushing skill sets on the team. But again, putting it into practice and getting sacks, getting pressures, affecting passes, 
that's where this team has to step up, get back to what it was in 2019. Jim Levitt is creative uh, defensively. They bring all sorts of pressure. And he has shown that he's one of the better defensive coordinators in the country and able to get instant results. So I think SMU is poised for at least a big jump, and mostly because of the corner position, the depth they have. I think the depth on the defensive line is good. So, and with a full offseason uh, with Kazgazadi, I think things are trending in the right direction. So, keep an eye out for all that stuff and keep an eye on ponystampede.com because we are dropping a ton of recruiting info. I mean, I really, you know, not try to hard sell you guys on, on joining, but um, it's been. It's been awesome. I mean, it's been nonstop for the most part. So June is going to come to an end and it'll slow down a little bit, but definitely get on board for the next like three weeks and try it out for just a dollar for your first month. If you haven't, um, as a, as a podcast listener, check this out at ponystampede.com. Ton of recruiting info there. Uh, and I think SMU's gearing up for a big month of July. So you're going to want all the VIP scoop. But with that, hope you guys have a great weekend and enjoyed this podcast. We'll catch you next week. I think we'll have some news to recap from a big official visitor weekend on on uh, SMU's campus, and we'll have all the details on that on PonyStampede.com. So have a good weekend, everyone, and we'll catch you next time. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.